0: I wait all year for this, and I'll just give you a little intro here. Blacklock's Reporter was founded 11 years ago by a group of six independent journalists, and they, they focus on really what's going on, the nitty-gritty of Ottawa. And they look at the Senate, House of Commons committee meetings, testimony, reports, federal communication, documents. Uh, in short, they do a heck of a lot of work that maybe the mainstream media doesn't have the time anymore, or maybe they're not interested, not the money, whatever it is, it's an essential service. I think they do a brilliant job of actually bringing forth information. that Otherwise, we in the public would not get to hear or read. there's so many stories I read with Black Locks reported that I haven't seen elsewhere, but yet they're incredibly important to understanding, as I say, what's going on with our government. Let me give you a couple of examples here. Without Black Locks, we wouldn't have known the size of bonuses, for example, handed out by the CBC management, you know, or the bonuses for federal executives and upper management. You know, it cost us more than $190 million last year. It was Blacklocks who reported that the parliamentary budget officer and keeping us up to date on what he said were happening with interest charges on the federal debt, you know, a shocking increase there, more than a double. And when it comes to reporting, like on the trucker's convoy, I mean nobody followed and reported on that or the testimony at the emergency uh, act inquiry more thoroughly and I'll tell you without them I think we literally would have had very little idea of what really happened well I think <laughs> this is just me saying it but maybe cuz it was a bit embarrassing to the main mainstream media but they are a valuable tool for helping Canadians understand what's going on and it takes dedication determination takes courage so many stories important stories uh, which is why I'm pleased to announce that after a lot of talk and deliberations, we are absolutely unanimous that my 2022, uh, 23 rather, excuse me, 2023 Money Talks Person of the Year are the people at BlackLocks, And I'm thrilled to welcome the publisher right now, Holly Doan. Holly, congratulations. I, I, I am such a big fan of media that does the job. And let's say I'm a very harsh critic of media that doesn't, because I think the opportunity is incredible and the importance. It's one thing I certainly agree with the prime minister on when he says, in a democracy, great media plays a phenomenal, pivotal role. Thank God Blacklocks is there to do it. And it's so deserving of our Persons of the Year.
1: Well, thank you, Michael. Your, your words are very kind. You know, I think that everybody... Um gets up every day and likes to think that the work they do matters to somebody, Mm -hmm. to somebody. We like our work. We love our work. And we think that we're filling a hole uh, that's needed. And but, you know, Ottawa is not an effusive town. (laughs) So maybe it takes somebody like yourself from outside the centre to say such kind things. But truly, uh, we are deeply, deeply honoured.
0: Well, a more informed public is how you protect democracy. And unfortunately, we've been in a period where the government narrative have been dominant, whether we're talking about COVID, we're talking about the truckers Conflict, but so many other issues. I don't want to restrict it to that. I'm just wondering, though, when you guys sat back and said, let's start this project, you know, what did you see in the media landscape that was missing? that all of you could be gainfully employed in other areas of the media or other media uh, producers. And you chose to do this on your own, which is, as I say, it takes courage to do that.
1: I think we were a little bit nuts, actually, now that I look back on it. Uh, We were launching a news website that was paywalled in the teeth of a media recession. And we had no idea how bad it was going to get. None of us did, right? But so it was a little bit um, personal and aspirational, of course. We wanted, we thought there was an absence of the fine details of the way we're governed. Uh, that is, you elect a member of parliament, you send a heck of a lot of money to Ottawa, but not many fine details on how we're governed or shipped back to Canadians to read and to assess whether programs worked, whether the money's being spent the way they think it is. So so that was the aspirational part. Uh, the personal part well, you know, you get to a certain vintage, Michael, and you've done everything you wanted to do. Uh, we had been national news reporters. Mm-hmm. I had been a foreign bureau chief in China. I had done documentaries. We had covered legislatures, uh, local news in four provinces. So at some point, as we saw the, the dawn of uh, digital news, we thought, okay, there's something we haven't done. Mm-hmm. And in 2012, when we started in the United States... That was known as the year of the paywall, because about 180 media, weekly, and daily newspaper properties in the United States put up paywalls in 2012. So that told us that was probably the way it's going. Now, at that time, our bettors all said we were crazy. You're nuts. You can't paywall it. It has to be free. Then you'll get lots of clicks, and then you'll get all this advertising. Mm -hmm. But when you're a small business, and maybe a lot of your listeners will know this, you don't have a lot of time or money to speculate on what might work. You need to pay the grocery bill this Friday. So in the beginning, it was really pay as you go. It was out of the trunk of our car. And if in the first week we only got one subscription or two, then that's we're just going to rely on our savings until things turn around. Did we think it would take Six years to turn around, and now we're in, entering our 12th year? No, but too late to turn back now. Yeah.
0: Well, to me, though, the quality of the work is what justifies paying. You know, I, I was an early subscriber because I couldn't get that, well, inform- I couldn't get that information elsewhere, though. And, you know, right. I and talk so- about taxes, I talk about finances, the government takes the huge chunk from our paycheck, very relevant to how people's lives go, you know, especially now we're so talking about cost of living all the time, et cetera. Et cetera. exactly what you've outlined. But to me, uh, you know, there's challenges in the mainstream media that I appreciate. But you know what, if you produce stuff that people want, uh, a success story like Black Locks, or we see others on Substack, you know, yeah, it was certainly worth paying for.
1: Well, look at it this way. I mean, if you were going to pay for black locks and shell out money and you could get the very same information if from news conferences mm-hmm. or question somewhere else for free or cheaper, well, our, our business wouldn't have lasted a year. So in a way, the pressure of having to be different forced us to break stories or to find information. We don't have the luxury of saying of mailing it in today and saying, well, we'll just tell you what happened in question period, because there's, there's 10 other guys doing that. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it meant that we taught ourselves over the decade or so about something called document journalism that perhaps we didn't even understand when we started.
0: Well, the work ethic that goes into it, come on, like, let's go have a (laughs) good time. We're going to read the minutes of a meeting, you know, (laughs) like, like I figure for my subscription, I'm paying you less than a hundredth of a cent, you know, an hour. I mean, it just takes. Well, imagine, well, that's, imagine
1: the guy watching three committees at once.
0: Yeah. And it, it's <laughs> just uh, that's what blows me away. And there's no way, despite my level of interest, there is no way that I can perform those tasks. You know, I'm going to sit down and. But, at look these, at-
1: Look at you, you'll know this, if you're an expert, as you are on some subjects, and then you read about that topic, you already know a lot. Mm -hmm. So over over 10 years, we were able to build a body of information about various topics. And so it's not like you drop into a committee meeting from scratch and say, hey, what's going on here? You've been following that story for maybe since the uh, the government started in 2015 right? It, yep. it, information yep. builds on itself. You, you could never stop, though, because you can't start from scratch.
0: Let, let's talk about some of the, you know, well, a couple of things happened. And, and again, I get your perspective on it, but I, I, it certainly made an impact. And we talked about it on Money Talks, when, you know, Blacklocks was sort of escorted out of the parliamentary, you know, press gallery. I mean, it's absolutely unprecedented. And I, I just had to read into a little vindictiveness on the part of some people there you know, for the stories you broke, you don't have, you're not there to make friends. You're there to represent your audience, you know, and that's what I think is missing in in much of the coverage. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm saying, I'm saying that, but I mean, it was outrageous. And I sort of thought, is that, did you at least go back home and think we must be doing something right?
1: (laughs) Well, you never know if you're doing it exactly right, but Uh, The case of which you speak was unprecedented, yes. Never in the 130, 40-year history of the Canadian Parliamentary Press Mm -hmm. Gallery has there ever been a code of conduct created for the sole purpose of evicting one person or organization. Um, I'm going to be a little bit cagey in what I say here because, Mm -hmm. Michael, this is before the courts. And we expect documents yeah. are being exchanged right now. We will be going to Discovery in June and expect a, a judge to decide whether the press gallery followed its own bylaws in creating special rules for certain organizations.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, let me give another one then. And that is, uh, you know, the director of communications for the Bank of Canada said, don't take questions from Blacklocks." I, 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 <laughs> I, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I read that. At Block, from Blackhawks Reporter, and I was outraged, like really outraged. These people are public servants to the Canadian public. You know, it's the Bank of Canada, for goodness sakes. And they're saying, or, or somebody there, the director of communication said, we're not taking questions from these people because we don't like the questions. You know, are you kidding me?
1: You know, we've been in and around Ottawa for a long time. I first came here for CTV News in 1993, and back in those days, You could pick up the phone and get um, an associate deputy minister or a director on the phone to explain something. Now we have the communications industrial complex, an army of thousands of communications staff are there to shield the government from the media. Ironic because the media is tiny, (laughs) but I think, well, you know, maybe we'll take it as a compliment. They're scared of our questions. And I, I think that's the fact. Did, did Buddy know that the recording was on when he foolishly advised the deputy governor that they wouldn't be taking any questions from Black Locks? Um, No, he didn't know. And I bet you he wishes he had uh, checked to see if we were on the line. But that's not unusual. Uh, the industrial complex also doesn't answer questions that we get, they get from us by email. Um, the uh, communications industrial complex stands in the road at press conferences and make sure, along with the press gallery, that Blacklock's questions come dead last always every time, if we even get on the agenda. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things, uh, we're going to take that as an opportunity. That means we're not going to go to your news conferences because really, those are talking points. Mm -hmm. Like we are, stories come from documents. If we have somebody's email that we got through access to information, we already know what you're doing, what you're thinking. We don't have to hear the minister spin a line. If we have a a regulatory impact assessment analysis from the department, we don't have to cover the minister's news conference because we know what the department has told him. And it's better information than what you get from the politicians. Nothing against politicians, we love politicians. We think that they are some of the brightest and best hustlers from their small towns. Uh, the, The army of communications people that stands in the way of all media I think many days that they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They are contributing to the death of media.
0: And I think they're contributing to the death of uh, at least uh, confidence in government. And that's just, you know, Holly, that's a big, that's probably my overriding uh, uh, analytical framework. Uh, If you if you think about it, we accept paper currencies because we have confidence we can exchange it. We have over 150 countries. You don't do that right now. You know, it's not something that doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. you know, confidence in the bond market, that kind of stuff. So uh, I think it's a much more serious issue when they erode confidence by snowing me the whole time. I just feel constantly disrespectful. Expected. You know, are, do you really think, in fact, in fact, I've got a shocking stat on that coming up, but it's like, do you really think we're that stupid? And I don't know the um, answer if they're that stupid or think I am, but, uh, yeah. Um,
1: I, well, you're not stupid, but I do think they think the media is that stupid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but listen, listen, all the people, uh, who were seasoned reporters, uh, from since the nineties are all gone. Mm-hmm. they're all dead laid off or pensioned off and pr- apprenticeship my uh, is apprenticeship is the journalistic system journalists can't learn what they need at Toronto Metropolitan yep. University or at Carleton and then step into the toughest beat in the country, which is Ottawa, and expect to know how it's done. You have to spend a lot of years covering school boards and town councils and legislatures and uh, or on a beat. And I think that the reporters in Ottawa now who are, you know, not more than two, three years out of Carleton University are, are easy, are easily manipulated by, by the communications industrial complex.
0: Uh, let me finish this with one thing, because it's a story that you guys, it was it was dear to our heart. We've been chronicling, of course, uh, you know, governments are desperate for money. Wouldn't matter who's there now. So governments are desperate for money. And so where do Canadians have money? Well, we've got it in two things, pensions and real estate. And so we've seen, depending on the province you live in, this escalation of real estate taxes. Now, it could be levies and that kind of stuff, or it can be more aggressive. Uh, like you go out to British Columbia, they have a speculation tax now, which their own partner in the government at the time, the Green Party said, has nothing to do with speculation. It's a cash grab. Uh, I can go on and on. But I want to come to a story you guys talked about. And right away, talk about my ears perked up. You talked about the you know, behind the scenes talk about a home equity tax. Are you kidding?
1: <laughs> right. Well, that the, the word, by the way, the words home equity tax, that was coined, coined by our reporter, Tom Korski. Mm. That language you're using, we were the first to use that language to describe what they were doing. Listen, you will know that the um, this last 20, 30 years has been a boon for baby boomers who had real estate. It was an unprecedented ramp up in value of real estate that Canada had never seen before. So if you were, you know, a worker bee and you had your stucco bungalow in Edmonton and you worked hard, you paid it off. And now it's worth three times what you paid for it, more than that. So it in the government in Uh, failing to keep up with the demand in housing uh, sees that money sitting there, sees that delicious pot of money sitting there and sees that as an opportunity to uh, even out the playing field in terms of purchasing of houses. So what happened was they, the CMHC, which is the Mortgage and Housing Corporation, who was, their job was a, a, a lender, that was their job. But now they see themselves as a housing advocate. And so they gave a quarter million dollars to your friends out there at Generation Squeeze at the University of British Columbia to come up with a, a, a antidote for this problem. And their their remedy was going to be a tax, because as Paul Kershaw from UBC said, that seniors had amassed this wealth by, quote, sleeping and watching te- watching TV. So that had not been reported and after we reported it, the, the blowback was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Two ministers, then Housing Minister um, Ahmad Hussein, and then Finance Minister Bill Morneau, said in the House after weeks of blowback, read my lips, no home equity tax. But you better believe that that blew a hole in the side of their plans for housing.
0: Yeah, I certainly do believe that. And that's just another, you know, that's a great example, as I say, dear to our hearts. Uh, really, of what Black Locks does. It's without that, you don't know about those things. And there's, there's many, many other examples. I can go on here, but I'm just, that's a great example of the role uh, that Black Locks pray, uh, plays, and it's a unique role. And that's why I do recommend, straight out, that people should subscribe to Black Locks. So to Black Rocks reporter, and it's BlackLocks, apostrophe S there, BlackLocksReporter.ca and support, you know, I would say support uh, media, support independent media, but media that does a great service to Canadians. So Holly, I want to thank you uh, for myself and all of my friends who love BlackLocks.
1: You're very kind. It's been a pleasure to meet you and I love talking to you.
0: Totally deserved. Persons of the Year on Money Talks, as I say, absolutely. What we're on about here, thanks to Blacklock's reporter, Holly Doan, is the publisher.